Traded football for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with T5K, this is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below the belt. What is up, fam? It is Monday morning, July 5th, fresh off the July 4th weekend. Hopefully, had, hopefully, you guys had a nice little, uh, holiday weekend a little barbecue with the fam a little pool time maybe some fireworks although fireworks really isn't a thing anymore is it it's kind of the professional shows now did did you see many fireworks chin yeah we went to my buddy's house in norco so he has like this really nice view okay He's, like in the hills and then we just saw like down like a bunch of fireworks going off from uh locals or like professional i think guns? i think what you're saying i think professional ones yeah, you can't, like when I was a kid, God, July 4th was lit as fuck. My dad, days before, would take us to like those weird tents. You'd grab a bucket and then pick all your like Black Cats, mm-hmm. M80s, Sparklers, the Zippy Do, Zippy Da, Zippy Don'ts, the Snakies. It was so fun, man. Now my kid just, you know, for them, it's just a day off, I guess, or just <laughs> kind of chill. You can't do anything. There he is, little dime piece. <laughs> A little dime piece, man. Yeah, that's him strolling around the 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 what's that that mall in Glendale, looking like a goddamn snack. Look at him, dude. <laughs> Jeez, dude. I know. Look it's at him. Baby. Cute as shit, man. Cute as shit. Uh, yeah, fourth is cool. A lot of barbecuing. Here's the thing about being the head grill master. I don't really get to enjoy anything, man. Everybody else is having fun, drinking. They're in the pool with the kiddos, doing their thing, and I got to worry about the goddamn food, man. It's just when you're the grill master, that's that's what you sign up for, man. You just got to do it all, and that was even half of it. I know you see that thick ass cheese. That's on not that chunky ass cheese for a burger. Yeah, that's how we like it chunky, dog. Keeping it thick. Right. Those are Italian bratwurst. I had about ten hot dogs on there. Damn, already posted. All right. look, look at him, man. Union fours in the house. Um, yeah, good fourth. Good fourth, man. But who gives a flying hell because it is a Conor McGregor fight week and there ain't nothing like a Conor McGregor fight week. Let's get ready to grumble. See if I say rumble, I got to pay. You know that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He trademarks it. So I say grumble. What's up, dude? What's up, Michael Buffer? It's let's get ready to grumble, dog. Uh, Yeah, it's Conor McGregor fight week. UFC 264 is here. I got to be honest, man. I don't like it when they take weekends off. I think they're lazy. I would like a fight card every freaking weekend. When there's not a fight card, there's nothing to do for me. There's nothing to break down. There's nothing to watch. Showtime had a boxing match on. First fight was lit. Second one was supposed to be a barn burner. Was not. But uh, other than that, not a ton going on in the fight world this past weekend for July 4th. I did a food truck with uh, AJ McKee, the undefeated Bellator superstar who is fighting Patricio Pitbull July 31st at the Forum in LA. You know, he's not going to win any awards for being, you know, the most outlandish, full of energy dude. He's just a laid back dude. He's a laid back assassin. It's a different vibe, but it's a good one. You know, and his daddy was an absolute monster and has kind of put all his resources and experience into him. And he's 17 and 0, man. 17 0 in Bellator, started a career there. 17-0, um, I think he does have the tools to beat uh, Pitbull. It's a heavy task. I, it's almost even money, I think, going to that fight. But before that whole tournament started, I picked AJ McKee as my dark horse, and here we are. Here we are. But uh, it's a good one, man. He's a great dude. He's a car guy, which I love. You would dig it, Chin. He has a Civic Si with like 700, 700 horsepower. No way. Does all the work himself. That is sick. So it's a hatchback, probably. It's a hatchback. That's yep. Sick. And uh, he said he if he wins this tournament, he gets a million dollars. He said he wants to buy my car, a GT2 RS. <laughs> I said that's a terrible idea, sir, because you're in California. You're gonna get a million. They're gonna take half of that. So uh, then you gotta pay to your manager stuff like that. You're basically just winning this tournament to buy that car. I feel like it's a bad idea, but also do it. But also do it. I'm not going to hate on you. Do it, man. Other than that, man, yeah, did a food truck with AJ. And then uh, day and night, 24-7, work on the new studio, the whole studio. It's a, it's a whole thing, man. It's just not like 
maybe when you guys think studio, just like this room, like, oh, he's just doing this room. No, we're, you're talking a full straight up network, thick boy network where, you know, 10 studio spaces, a lobby a area for Calabasas fight campaign, which will be our first one this Saturday, 7 p.m. sharp. You can watch it live with us at the thick boy YouTube uh, thick with three C's. If you want to find it. The new Thick Boy vlog is up. We kind of do a whole little little bit of overview, but it's still from just to, so this was shot last, I think Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. Just from then till now, it's night and day difference. You know, I got my girl Daniela doing the art in there right now, painting all the walls, freaking 24 7 to get all the sets done. But everybody's focused on this Calabas fight campaign because we got to get it done by Saturday. I should have took I was there all this morning. Should have took a picture because you're going to see what it looks like now till Saturday. That bad boy's going to be up and running, man. Up and running. Calabas fight campaign happening. Calabas, uh, the fight campaigns were my favorite shows of all time to do with Joe Rogan, Eddie Bravo, and Brian Callen. It was my favorite show that I've ever been part of. And it was really unique, man. And I think why that worked is because we were four really good friends and we knew each other and everyone had their thing. Like obviously Eddie knows jujitsu and would like corner Tony Ferguson, some other guys. So we could talk about that. Obviously Joe Rogan's a goddamn expert. Nobody's seen more mixed martial arts fights in this world than Joe Rogan. And then Brian's obviously a fan, but he'd say some stupid, funny shit and we could go off on tangents. Sometimes we talked about octopus for an hour, we'd smoke weed and, and get drinks, you know? And everybody was in on it. It was like you're watching the fights with your boys. And it's going to be tough to duplicate that. You know, we're, we're all really, really close friends. So, you know, now it's going to be more fight-centric. You know, obviously, I'm sure we'll have our fun. And I don't have a locked-in team yet. So for this first one, we're going to feel it out. And I think kind of like how Fight Companion, if you remember back in the day with Rogan with Fight Companion, it was a rotating, it was always, I was always there, but it was like sometimes Brian would be out, so we'd fill in with somebody else or Joey Diaz or, you know, there, there was a kind of a rotating kind of guest until we got our footing. Then it was the four of us at all times. But so for this one, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Bradley Martin, Josh Thompson and Cody Garbrandt. And then for the team, when we do a fight companion for the Wilder Fury fight, it's going to be a different team. So until we find the, like the right mix, and it's so you know it's trial and error, man. Until you find the right mix, we'll keep rotating them. But um, this first one's gonna be fun. You know, I'm figuring out with you guys. Like I said, it's my favorite show to do. I called Rogan <sighs> weeks ago. I mean, month, month. I might probably at least a month ago before the studio was even close to being finalized. I said, man, you know, uh, my favorite thing to do, the thing I miss most are the, besides the nights at the comedy store with all the boys, my favorite thing to do is the fight companion. Uh, where are you at on those? And he's just like, dude, I'm too busy, man. I'm swamped. You know, there's not a chance we can do all of them. You know, Eddie's out there. You're out there. I'm here. So it's just going to be tough for us all to figure out and fly into Austin and do it. So he goes, you do them, man. Why don't you do them and run with it? And I said, say less, son. I'll do it. I have my studio space. I'll figure it out. So this is me figuring it out, man. I'm excited for it. I have anxiety about it. I'm stressed about it. It's all fun and games to do your own network till you gotta do all the work. It is more than I thought, but that's what if it was easy, everybody would do it. It's gonna be fun though. I'm stoked for it, man. Stoked for it. But uh yeah. So that that's going down, man. This Saturday, seven PM. Tune in. It's live, just like the old school fight campaign. It's live. And then uh that episode will be uploaded to the Thick Boy channel. Uh, that night, so you can watch it that night if you want to listen to the commentators, which definitely your option, or you can listen to us, or you can listen to them and then listen to us later. Either way, it's going to be a grand old time because it's a great goddamn card to kick it off with, man. It's such a good card. There's nothing like Conor McGregor fight week. Just not. There's nobody else in the world like Conor McGregor. Uh, I don't think there's a fighter, if you're a, a fan, you know, years ago when he was uh, coming up. And there's all this buzz around him, and I'll see Dana was on his nuts, and it was just this special, special kind of uh, journey that we all went on with him. And now he's literally, what, top five biggest athletes in the world now? Definitely outside the octagon as far as business ventures, definitely top five. But I, I just say for, for athletes, period. Talk about Ronaldo, Messi, LeBron, Tom Brady, Conor McGregor's in that conversation, which is freaking nuts, man, which is nuts. Um, he just has massive support. I think, you know, when I, I, I watched both fights, I watched Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor in 2016, 
obviously you can just throw that one away. You're talking about two young guys. Both of them are completely different fighters now. So you can toss that one out. You look at the last one, you know, Connor won that first round. Here's the thing though. Connor's not, you know, Dustin Poirier is a dog, man. He's a dog and he's active and he's currently the number one lightweight in the world. Definitely the best lightweight in the world. I know Charles Oliveira has the belt right now. We know who the real number one guy is, Dustin Poirier. But Dustin decided to pass on fighting Charles Oliveira to take the trilogy fight, the, the rubber match with Conor McGregor for a number of reasons. Obviously, Conor McGregor is still the biggest name in the sport, still the most famous. What's crazy is you're going to make more money fighting Conor McGregor than you are fighting for a world title. Even if he became champion, he's going to make more money fighting Conor McGregor. That's one of the reasons he did it. It's also going to get more eyeballs. It's just... It checks every box on why Dustin Poirier passed on fighting for a title fight Conor McGregor. Let's take a little break from this UFC 264 chat because, man, Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help even more with a Credit Karma money spend account. You can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. You can buy stuff. Why not make some little cash reimbursements, man? When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to 5000 bucks. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back into your account, all right? Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs, all right? And only for July 1st through July 23rd, when you make your purchase between July 1st and 30, or 23rd, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma money, progress starts here. And right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank. Incorporated member FDIC. Max and balance and transfer limits apply. Go to creditkarma.com slash win money. McGregor, pour a three is set. UFC 264 is here this Saturday. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports band partner of the UFC, has a knockout deal for you guys this weekend. DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. Connor versus freaking Dustin Poirier. If the no rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you walk away with cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win, Connor Dustin, by first round knockout. And DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. Bet $1 on McGregor Poirier to win by first round knockout. You win $264. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry. If MMA is not for you, DraftKings Sportsbook has everything on basketball, NBA Finals. You got Milwaukee. You got the Suns. You got everything popping right now. You got baseball. DraftKings has it all. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit, withdraw your money when you need. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code BTB when they sign up to turn $1 into $264. When you bet on a main event fighter, Connor Dustin, to win by first round knockout, place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. UFC 264. Let's go BTB to turn $1 into $264 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Also with DraftKings, you want to boost your odds, go to the top of the tab there. You see the Brendan Shaw parlay to boost your odds and make bank, bro. So all three of these fighters have to win. So if you go to DraftKings Sportsbook, you go to the app, click on the tabs at the top, you see the Brendan Shaw picks. My three picks for UFC 264 to boost your odds for a three-fighter parlay. All three have to win in order for us to make our money. You got to bet on Conor McGregor, Wonderboy Thompson, and Ty Tuavasa. If all three of them win, which I think they will, by knockout, we all make bank, and this is boosting your odds. You bet on all three, Connor, Wonderboy, and Taito Avasa. Go to the Brendan Schaub tab on DraftKings Sportsbook. You will find the odds booster there. Again, it's my three-man parlay. Connor, Taito Avasa, Wonderboy, let's ride. 
DraftKings. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you look at their last fight, which was January of what? January 2021? The last right? fight was 21, yeah. Yeah, 20, January 20, 2021. So it was in Dubai. Nobody's there, right? And I think that actually hurts Connor more than it hurts anybody else. I think there's a few guys who need a crowd to perform. They need a crowd to really live up to their full potential. Connor McGregor's one of those guys. That being said, you know, going into that fight, in, I've heard from a number of people, experts that, that were around Connor at that time. If you look at his corner, even then, you look at his kind of entourage that he usually travels with. When he was in, and this isn't taking anything from Dustin Poirier, this is just me laying out some facts for you. If you're a Conor McGregor fan, this might sway you to betting on him, which is what I'm going to try and do right now. So Conor McGregor going into that fight, his entourage was different, meaning so it was heavy, heavy boxing emphasis. Like he was getting ready. There was there's rumblings of him fighting Manny Pacquiao. They, they were close to doing that fight, and so his whole and that was you know before the Dustin Poirier fight was announced. So. You know, he's not that active. He, he, he knows he can make a huge payday fighting Manny Pacquiao. So he's very focused on boxing. His, his camp's focused on boxing. He's doing all his training focused on boxing. Then he gets Dustin Poirier. So, he's a, you, you know, he has a regular training camp to get ready for that fight. There's no fans in attendance, which hurts him more than almost any fighter on the card. So going to that fight. You know, you look at Conor McGregor, the first round I had him winning, 10-9. Didn't look terrible, but definitely not the Conor McGregor we're used to. And then after the first round, he kind of fell apart, right? So, you know, I it just wasn't a Conor that we used to see, and I think due to inactivity, due to the focus on boxing. And I think the number one reason why he lost that uh, second fight with Dustin Poirier is he overlooked, he overlooked Dustin Poirier. Didn't think Dustin Poirier, I don't think you respect him enough. I think Dustin Poirier has changed significantly. I think he's changed even more than Conor McGregor coming in this second fight. I think Dustin Poirier's bar none, top two uh, 155ers walking the planet. And Conor McGregor didn't think so and thought he could go, all right, I know I'm focused on boxing. I'll come in with this boxing stance. I'll still knock this kid out. Landon, you know, a few laughs and, and definitely wobbled Dustin in that first round. And then after Dustin didn't go down, it was, it was Dustin's round. So going in this third fight, being a Connor nut hugger than I am and looking over Connor's career, when has Connor lost and then came back, fully redeemed himself and looked better? Nate Diaz. The Nate Diaz fight. If you go, if you have the first Nate Diaz fight, I'll see Nate Diaz bigger guy, you know, Connor ended up getting choked out on that fight. But, you know, he didn't look his best in that fight. And I think he looked at what Nate Diaz did well, what he didn't work, and made adjustments and then ended up beating him in the rematch, right? So when I look at this fight, you're going to sit here and tell me that Conor McGregor can't make changes? You're going to sit here and tell me that you don't have any zippy-doos, zang-does? That's from Joe Dirt. Anyways, you're going to sit here and tell me that you don't think Conor McGregor has the tools to adapt to calf kicks? Come on, man. Come on. The X factor here is Dustin Poirier knows that those calf kicks were the game changer in that fight, and that's what eventually ended up uh, Connor getting knocked out due to the leg kicks. He was immobile and ended up, you know, eating some punches. So Dustin Poirier knows that's what Connor's focusing. So to me, the big X factor here is what is Dustin Poirier going to do in this trilogy fight to mix it up? The ca- the calf kicks are going to be there, and he's going to throw some, but he knows Connor's focus on that. But I think. You're going to see a different Connor. He's not going to be so heavy on his front foot. He's going to be more elusive. He's going to have more. If you watch their first fight, which is, I guess, we want to take anything from it. Their first fight, Connor's almost in that karate, taekwondo stance. Very mobile. He's moving, switching it up, unpredictable. This last time they fought in January 2021 in Dubai, Connor is very stationary. The movement was not there. He still landed some punches, man. So, you know, I do think Connor's going to make it a world. Uh, of difference as far as changes go. I think his movement's going to be better. I think he's going to be more tuned into the fight. You're never going to get the old Connor. That old Connor who's foaming at the mouth, doing these crazy antics, couldn't wait to get in there. I, I don't think we're ever going to get that. You don't have however much he has, let's say $400 million in the bank, and still do those antics. You're not getting vintage Connor. But even uh, a Connor who's more mature, who's more focused is a dangerous Connor. I think you're going to get a more focused, 
a more dangerous, a more elusive, a more dynamic Conor McGregor coming in this fight. And the big X factor is what is Dustin Poirier going to do when it's not that stationary Conor McGregor? So for for some reason, and obviously Vegas agrees, you know, I think it's even money line. I looked this morning, it was the money line's even on DraftKings. Let me see what it is right now, Chin. Minus so, 130 plus 108. McGregor's plus 108. Um, hoo, 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 hoo. I bet you that changes before the fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, minus 130 plus 108, damn near even, but still. I think you're going to see the money line tailor over to Conor McGregor. Now, this isn't taking anything away from Dustin Poirier. I'm still going to bet a grand on Conor McGregor because I ride his nuts and I love his story. I love what he represents. Uh, I'll bet a grand with Theo Vaughn because nobody jacks off Dustin Poirier harder than Theo Vaughn (laughs) and they're best friends apparently. So, you know, I'm willing to lose another grand on Conor McGregor, but I just – you know, I, I look at this fight, and I, I think you're going to get a different version of Conor McGregor. I think Conor realized what's on the line. Because if Conor loses this one, where do we go? The, the, the story of Conor McGregor, also, is he the, one of the best lightweights in the world? He's five number now. You, you, he's ranked number five right now. If he loses this, he's definitely going to drop out of the top five. So you can't call yourself one of the best lightweights in the world anymore. So what's left for him? You know, that Nate Diaz trilogy's never going away. We're going to get that at some point before we all die. So there's that, but outside that, I mean, maybe, maybe Tony Ferguson, you know, another older head uh, who, who's on his way out. Um, I would love a, a Max Holloway uh, thing there. You know, I, I just, you know, if, if Conor were to lose this one, he, he's kind of in no man's land there. And he can still do boxing, but is it going to be as impressive coming off these losses, you know, not being as inactive? Are we still going to pay whatever the pay-per-view price is to see him fight Manny Pacquiao after we've seen him, let's say he doesn't pour, he knocks him out against the same result. Is that kind of fairy dust, that Irish fairy dust gone from this? So there's a lot a lot of pressure on Conor McGregor, not so much on Dustin Poirier. There's a lot of pressure on Conor because, you know, if you were to win this fight, well, then you're fighting Charles Oliveira, which who I think he matches up brilliantly with. You know, I think he matches up better with Charles Oliveira than he does Dustin Poirier. So if you can get by Dustin Poirier and get a fight with Charles Oliveira, well, fuck, dude, we're, we're going – Irish Sizzler, man. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking beans and mash. I think they eat that in Ireland. <laughs> That's definitely an English thing. You know what I'm talking about. So um, I just think you're getting a, a different Connor. That's the, the way I'm going to sum this whole long rant up. You're going to get a different Connor McGregor. I would bet my bottom dollar you're getting a better version of Connor McGregor. He's also separated himself from the kids. That fight in Dubai, he had his family around him. He was in Gucci pajamas all the time, living on a yacht. His family, he was super respectful. You're going to know what kind of tone Connor's coming into this fight off the press conference. Nobody does a better press conference. When it's vintage Connor, nobody does a better press conference than Connor McGregor. I think the press conference is, is it, I think it's Wednesday. So let's see what kind of mind frame Connor McGregor's in. If it's still humble, super respectful Connor McGregor, it probably put your money on Dustin Poirier. If it's uh, full of fucking piss and vinegar, Connor McGregor, put your money on Connor McGregor. That's that's how I do that thing. Does it say here when it is? Uh, the, even uh, Gary said Thursday. Is it Thursday? Yeah. So Thursday, you're going to learn a lot about who you should bet on. Again, if it's kind of super respectful and humble and, you know, uh, we'll see what happens in there and Dustin's a great champion. No, 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 no. But put your money on Dustin Poirier. But if he's a little bit of shit talker, tries to sell this thing, gives him a little shove, put your money on Conor McGregor. That's how I bet that thing. I can't wait, man. I cannot wait for a Conor McGregor fight. And this whole this whole card, this whole UFC 264 is stacked, yep, man. Great it's card. fucking stacked. Couldn't be a better card to do a fight companion. Couldn't be a better card to do the Calabas fight companion. Um, and then your co-main event, you got Gilbert Burns uh, and Wonderboy Thompson. I can't think of a worse matchup for Gilbert Burns. For Gilbert Burns, who, you know, he, he's fallen in love with his striking lately. Kid definitely has power. Striking has come leaps and bounds better than what he was uh, just a few years ago, even a few fights ago. He's knocking dudes out and stuff like that. Fell in love with his striking. The thing you don't want to fall in love with in your strike is when you're fighting Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, especially when you're a world champion jiu-jitsu player. So for Gilbert Burns, who's the shorter, more stockier fighter, he's going to have to narrow the gap, get in tight, and get in the clinch and try and get Wonderboy down. Good luck with that, my man. Good luck with that. Because to me, Wonderboy, probably your next champion at welterweight. 
at least going to get so if Wonder Boy knocks Gilbert Burns out, which I think he will do. If Wonder Boy knocks Burns out, he's going to jump the queue and get the next shot at Kamaru Usman, and that's a fucking tough fight for Kamaru. But Kamaru right now, I think probably pound for pound best fighter on the planet. John's been inactive so long, and now that Khabib's out, I would probably give it to tomorrow. So that's a fight I want to see. And I think Wonderboy Thompson gets that by getting, a, you know, he's on a huge card, UFC 264, main event, Conor McGregor. You're the co-main event. You get a head kick, KO, walk-off home run, KO. You go in freaking championship rounds, my man. You go in championship rounds. The last thing I see on the Conor McGregor fight, Conor has to win inside two. <clears throat> Connor has to win in the first two rounds. I think it goes third, fourth, fifth. Dustin Poirier is a motherfucking dog, man. In those championship rounds, Poirier gets better. Connor does not. Just through the evolution of Connor's career, we've never seen him get better round after round, like a Tony Ferguson or a Justin Gaethje or some of these other guys, or a Dustin Poirier for that matter, or a Khabib. Like the, there's guys who are tidal waves. Connor's not a tidal wave. He comes out the gate hot. Just like that last fight, he won that first round. So I think Connor, you know, if it's a different Connor, he's mobile and he's landing punches, he has to get it done within two. We start getting that third, fourth. It, it goes past the, the mid uh, third. You should put all your money on Dustin Poirier to win. Well, is there, uh, is there odds on uh, under three or over three, Chin? If, 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 if you're going to parlay anything, you do Connor under, under three. Can probably make some good money with that. If you think Connor's going to win, let's see what he does on Thursday. Let's see exactly what he's going to do on Thursday. But you look at this main event, even the, the prelims, man, the main card, the main event, the prelims, there's not going to be a lot of decisions. There's just not, you know, I know it's easier said than done, but, and we always jump to these conclusions that there's going to be knockouts. But you look up the matchups, man, they did a great job with these matchups because there are just some fucking killer fights. I'll tell you one right now. We're all going to be pissed if it goes to the judges. It's tied to Avasovich, Greg Hardy. <laughs> if that goes three rounds, we all lose our money. It's just not fun if those three go into the third round. If it goes midway through the second, it's not a fun game for us. Uh, I would assume tied to Avasovich is the favorite there. It's a tough fight for Greg Hardy. Yep, small favorite, 137. Ooh, super small favorite. The Shuey himself, Mr. Shuey, tied to Avasa, drank his Shuey, got super sick, so that's cool. Um, so, yeah, tied to Avasa, Greg Hardy, uh, That they was, the third fight's always one of the funnest fights. You got Irene Aldana versus Yana Kutsuyaka. Kunitskaya. Yep. You know, I can't bet against the Mexican there. And then uh, Sean O'Malley, late replay, super late replacement with Chris Motijo. Mutino. Mutino. That's uh, one of Tyson Chartier's guys. Who's? Tyson Chartier, the New England cartel. Oh. Yeah. Tough fight. Yep, tough fight. Sean, Sean O'Malley doing the goddamn thing. Uh, God, man, that's a tough fight for that kid on short notice. Sean O'Malley, you might get a decision with the women's bantamweight. Other than that, there's going to be all finishes uh, except for one, I think. That's my prediction. Prelims. Prelims are fucking fire, man. Carlos Condit, Max Griffin, great fight. Shout out to Carlos Condit, one of the greats. Nico Price, Michael Piera, take all Hell my yes. money. You could put that on the that main so card. Dope. I wish they'd put that on the main card and take someone else off there, but I'm not going to say because I don't want to get canceled. Um, <laughs> so Nico Price, Michael Piera, phenomenal fight. Nico Price has like seven kids, so I'm going to side with him. Uh, Ryan Hall is back in action. You know he's snapping somebody's ankle. And then I've probably the best matchup on the card as far as fireworks is that do Plesis versus Trevin Giles, Gills, Giles. Giles. That's a great fight. That do Plesis is a multi-time champion from other organizations. He's a motherfucker. His first fight, got to finish. He's a bad mamma jamma. And in the early prelims, they're solid. Jennifer Maya, Jessica I, mm -hmm. Akhmedov, Brad Tavares. Tavares. That's good. Solid, but the rest of the card, man, those prelims, not the early prelims, but the regular prelims and the main card, take my goddamn yeah. money, UFC. Man, when they have a week off, it just feels like they've taken two months off. And this is in front of a packed T-Mobile arena. Don't forget that. I think that's a huge advantage for uh, Conor McGregor. Huge advantage. Can't wait, man. You're going to be watching with us, Jen, during the Calabas fight? Come I know. It's going to be man. dope. It's going to be dope. We'll mm -hmm. have the whiskey flowing. The coffee brewing. 
We'll see how it goes, man. Uh, what do you got for me, Jen? All righty. Over, under, there two and a half rounds. Over, plus 135, under, minus 170. All right, they think it's going under. Will the fight go the distance? Yes, plus 300, no, minus four. I don't think that thing goes the distance. Mm. If you're a Connor fan, you take Connor and you bet the under. There's no way he's winning this thing past three. Two and a half rounds. I like it. I like it. I know, okay, the first one is this. This happened after we filmed last week. Mm -hmm. So Francis Ngannou was supposed to fight Derek Lewis, but then now their UFC is going to go somewhere else, and they're going to have Derek Lewis versus Cyril Gain for an interim heavyweight title. Love it. Sucks for, for Francis. I don't think he's too worried about it. So he said, I remember my interim title fight against... Uh, Jarzinho. Jarzinho. Oh, wait. Never happened. Face. Yeah, and then his manager, Markel, or his agent, Markel, who I'm good friends with, mm -hmm. uh, complete shock. Called somebody who's very close with Markel, and I said, what's going on here, man? And he goes, well, I think where Markel kind of messed up is saying it's a complete shock. So Dana told him they're trying to figure out a thing with Francis mm -hmm. and said, if Francis doesn't fight soon, just let you know, we're going to earn interim belt. They go, cool. He's probably going to be ready in September. The UFC goes, okay, cool. And then uh, that's after the conversation. And then Dana put out this interim world championship fight. And then Markel goes, well, this is news to us. Yeah, It's not news, but I don't think they thought it, he was more surprised. They announced it that fast. So Dana put, this dude is so full of shit, he knows exactly what's going on, isn't shocked at all, because he told him several times this was coming. His manager is incompetent, and hopefully France starts taking a look at new people to help his career, like WME, who I'm with, and we can manage him, and he can't <laughs> say shit. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. So don't be upset at Francis, because I was talking to a very close friend with the, who's with the UFC, and he goes, man, what's Francis doing, man? What, like, why, why isn't he fighting? It'd be a fun fight with him and Derek Lewis. You know, I don't think it goes like the first time. I said, here's the thing. You know, Francis, when he beat Stipe, made 500K. You know, Francis, in his last fight, I think he made 600K. I could be off around $100,000 there. Either way, not great money for your world champion. For the greatest knockout artist in the heavyweight division, not good money. So Francis, who I think has one fight left on his contract is going dude you got to pay me what i'm worth and the ufc's going nah we'll just do whatever we want france going no you're not i'll go elsewhere i'll become a free agent mm. i want to fight tyson fury i want to do some other things the ufc's like well we still have you under contract so what francis is doing and i don't think francis deserves like 30 40 million dollars it's insane but you're telling me he doesn't deserve more than 500 or 600k to take a fight as the as your world champion as a guy who came from fucking digging mines in Africa to becoming the scariest man to ever fight in the UFC, your 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 fucking reigning heavyweight champ doesn't deserve more than five hundred thousand to fight. In what world are you living in, Dana White? How do you not pay these guys? How long are we going to do this? How long are fighters going to cry and cry over money until you finally fucking pay up, man? How long do you guys want to do this? And it's going to take someone like Francisco, dude, you got, you got to pay me somewhat more, man. I'm fighting at heavyweight, knocking guys out. I'm the face, I'm the face of the UFC, and you want to pay me 500000 to fight these monsters? You got to pay more, man. Now, again, he's not asking for 30. He's not asking for some crazy number that he knows not going to get done. No, they're not that stupid. He's just saying you got to pay me more, man. You got to pay me more. Because how long are we going to do this? In any other league, think about this, any other league, it's no issue, except for the UFC. For some reason, our the fan base of mixed martial arts and the media puts up with them paying out 14% of their fighters when every other league is 50%. Now, is there going to be a union? or is gonna be, I'm not asking for all that. What I'm asking is you fucking pay the guy who came from the gutters of Africa, digging fucking mines, becoming your world heavyweight champion, beating arguably the best UFC champion of all time in Stipe, knocking him fucking unconscious. And you want to pay him $500,000? Are they out of your mind? Well, you know, that's that's what he agreed to. Get the fuck out of here. How about you go uh, go watch Dan Sever on Rogan? Let me know. You want to end up like that? What, what about Coleman? You want to end up like Coleman? What about, the, what about Chuck Liddell? You want to look like Chuck Liddell? You want to talk like that? It's insane. How long are we going to do this? How long is everybody just going to put up with this? 
Francis doesn't want to end up like that man. And when I did the show with him and Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's like, you don't need a manager. You just need a lawyer. Francis like, homeboy, I can't afford a lawyer. 500000 after taxes, after paying management, that's not much money, man, for a guy of his caliber. All he's asking for is his worth. And it's again, he's not asking for these Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder paydays. Not at all. So what Markel put here, Dana White, LOL. Complete shock with your decision after we said September was good for us. Complete shock that you guys made threats after less than three months after you were all aware. Complete shock after you knew why France need more time. That is correct. I know you're passionate, but you trying to discredit my integrity. I've been nothing but respectful to you, Hunter, and your entire staff. Speaks more about you than it does me. I'm not even mad. I'm actually impressed that I've gotten your attention. Incompetent management. I think we've done a damn good job. I think you really don't like the fact that France is being represented by not only me, but an entire agency, CAA, who's a direct competitor at WME, which Dana hates. Also, remember, Dana was a manager, so he hates managers because it's his own weird thing dealing with it. <laughs> One of which you can't control, hence why you have people trying to rep him all the time to your benefit. Correct. They try and sign their biggest athletes to WME. It's conflict of interest, but we all sweep him on the rug and act like it's not a big deal. This is why it's conflict of interest for those of you that probably already know this. So if WME Endeavor owns the UFC and represents Dana White, Francis has more movie deals coming his way than you can fucking imagine right now. So if he's with WME, right, and let's say Universal or taking M- uh, MGM, whoever, goes, hey, we want to make this movie, HBO, whoever it is, goes, we want to make this movie. They go to the UFC and WME and fucking Dana and go, when can we make this movie? You think Dana's going to do what's best for Francis? No. He's going to go, well, he's going to fight here, here, and here. Let's do it here. So if you have somebody who's not in pool with the UFC, they're going to say, Francis is doing it this. He can't fight till this. So that's why Dana hates us because he can't control what Francis can do. They can't control any of it. If he's with WME, they control everything. It's a monopoly. So he hates that he's with somebody else. But if you're a fighter... Why in the fuck, this is for all you idiot fighters that sign with WME, why would you sign with the same management that represents the fucking president of the company? Whose interest do you think they're looking out for? Yours? Come on, man. Figure it out. Uh, he says, hence why uh, you have people trying to rep him all the time to your benefit. I tell you what, let's disclose everything for people to see. Here's the other thing. Markel used to work at the UFC. So there's that. Email, calls, text, everything. Deal? Because I'm ready to get blackballed by the UFC. I'm not defined by it. You or anyone else for that matter. How's that sound? Sincerely, your old employee, Mark Elmart. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. And France goes 100%. <laughs> uh, short, let me see. Scro- mm-hmm. Scrolling. Shortly after Ngano's head coach, Eric Nixick of Extreme Couture, tweeted and deleted screenshots in support of Martin, showing a text conversation revolving around uh, Francis agreeing to fight on September 25th. So he put, uh, let me scroll up. Mm, for, no, scroll up, Jim. Oh. No, scroll up. Right there. For everyone saying we're ducking my dialogue with Markel as of last Wednesday, scroll down. Now let's see it. Uh, scroll in, or zoom in, Chin. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's this picture there? That's when he was celebrating that you know, fighter of the year. Yeah, the ESPN thing. thing. Mm-hmm. And then he put, let's fucking go. Also, FYI, FYI, coach, we're targeting September 5th. We haven't signed an agreement yet, but Francis is good with the date. Time to get to work. Mm-hmm. And then Dana said, no, nah, I want to do this interim title. So what they're doing is, and they've done it forever, is if you're a champ and you're trying to figure things out, they're going to threaten interim titles all the time to scare you into taking the fights. That's mm-hmm. just their MO. Yeah, Markel, you know, his relationship with Dana is definitely not going to be the same, and that's going to be very difficult to get francis fights stuff like that but so we, all, we all put up with it this is still gone i think he has a basically like a good response to this he says it doesn't do anything you know it's just it's an interim title shot so he's still he, you know francis is still the champion and he can fight whoever wins the interim so it doesn't change too much yeah I, I agree with cyril gone here it's like those interim titles you, you, I mean, the UFC can threaten that stuff, but the fan base knows that France is the best heavyweight on the planet. Yeah. You guys can put whatever silly belt you want. Remember when they made the bad motherfucker belt? It's like, okay, all right, I guess do that. <laughs> I guess we'll take that. But everybody knows, like, it's not the, it's not real. These interim belts, they're not real. 
So I can understand when Francis come from, but I don't feel bad for him. It's just an interim title. So the champion is still Francis. Uh, not really feeling bad for Francis. If I was Francis, it'd be nothing for me. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care either. It's just the move by UFC is what's frustrating, I guess, for them, for their team. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a great fight, though. Mm-hmm. I told you guys last week's podcast, uh, Cyril Gaon, to me, is a nightmare of a matchup for Derek Lewis or Francis with his athleticism and his footwork. Is he going to knock those guys out? I don't know. They're going to have to open up. But as far as fundamentally and tech, technique-wise, those two can't hang with Cyril Gaon. Mm. He can't hit like them, though, so it's great matchups. All right, uh, that guy that got... Well, this is it turned out to be true, the whole Joe Schilling bar fight thing. Or not bar fight, but bar yeah, punching it in, incident. Yeah. So it is real, and the guy's name is Justin Balboa that he hit, and he's looking to prosecute Joe Schilling. People are so soft these days. Yeah. Let's see here. This is uh, this is what uh, Schilling wrote, but he kind of I think he deleted it now. Put a little context. This guy's rapping like an idiot. All right. The bus boy who happens to be black walks by, and the, this idiot bumps into him and screams out, me and my broke, N word. <laughs> we don't get along. The bus boy was seriously offended, but doesn't want to lose his job. As the night goes on, this clown starts looking at me and rapping whatever song is being played while making eye contact with me. I'm like, what's wrong with this idiot? I go outside to smoke, and as I'm walking back in, he bumps into me. I put my hands out to catch him. He immediately says, I'm sorry. You can see me nod my head like, cool. It goes on here. Then he realizes it's me, the guy he's been rapping all night, and yells, hey. I turn around, he flexes on me. Did he flex on him? He went like this. Remember? Just like that. Bad decision I made every day. I went back and sat down to finish my drink and pay my bill. Two servers, the busboy and DJ came up to thank me. As you can see from this video, when he flexed on me, I was scared for my life and <laughs> simply defend myself against the evil, evil in, in this, this world. world. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to end for Jake Schilling. Let me see the video real quick. Yeah. He flexed on him here? You'll see the very, right before he punches him, he flexes on him. Like, I can't play the music. Uh, why is, who's filming this? That's the thing. That's why it looked weird. So right before he punches him, he does that, see? He just puts his head in front of yeah, his. Yeah, he kind of goes like this. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't do that to Joe Schilling. Yes. Yeah, guy's an idiot. Things, man. Guy's an idiot. I wonder if that's true, too. All that stuff that uh, he's saying about the servers and the oh, I bet it being is. racist and all I that stuff. I bet it is, yeah. Yeah. I bet it is. Yeah, it's a tough one, though, right? Because he is a professional fighter. Yeah, but just because he's a professional fighter, it's like, for this drunk idiot, like, all right, so you're basically talking shit, you're being a dickhead all night, mm. and then you flex on Joe Schilling. Joe Schilling doesn't know. You know, who knows what this guy is capable of? So it's like, not that I'm defending Joe Schilling, but it's like, you got to take some responsibility. Yeah, this is a tough one for you. You want to be an asshole and act like an asshole all night and threaten the busboy and do all this, you know, crazy shit. And then, you know, hey, man, play stupid games and win stupid prizes. You won the prize. You got knocked out. And now you're going to sue? Okay. Can't be in my foxhole. Because <laughs> didn't Bisping just have an encounter too? I think he said that someone tried or like someone punched him. He posted him. it. You haven't yeah. seen any of this? Uh, well, I heard about it. He, so he said he punched, someone punched him, but it was like pillow hands. So he didn't do anything bad. No, he, he has a video of it. So he's in a, I think it's a bar in uh, Bourbon Street, New Orleans. And the guy's like talking shit to him. And he's, Bisming says he's like 5'4". And Bisming's like, okay, dude. And then the guy like keeps talking shit to Bisming. And Bisming's like, okay, dude. And then he socks Bisming in the face. What? And Bisbee just like laughed in his face and walked off. There's that. Now Bisbee has every right to light that guy up, especially if he hit him, right? Mm. Yeah, for sure. That to, one. To me, sure. there has to be some consequences for acting like an asshole, man. There has to be. There, there has to be something. Like you just can't go around the world acting like this and not gonna get any consequences. Was it a bar or what? What, what was it? Because he said his family was there. Isn't his son like a badass wrestler? I think his son's like one of the best wrestlers in California. Let's see. Like, his son's like a legit fucking wrestling. Drove Reno by himself. Yeah. They had a two-hour drive by himself. No coaches, corner man, anything. He picked up the gold and the no gi and silver and metal in the gi mm-hmm. at blue belt level. Couldn't be proud of his, Yeah, what a badass. Jiu-jitsu. But that's just jiu-jitsu. I'm pretty sure he's like a CIF, California, whatever, uh, monster. Okay. Like, cool. he, he's like, I, he's getting a scholarship somewhere. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm making this all up. But I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure his son's like a legit fucking high school wrestler. Accomplished rush. Yep, CIF champion. CIF, That's there you go. Cool. Who currently competes uh, in number two out of San Francisco State, Division Two. Well, Their third child was born just before a business. Yeah, he's a monster, man. Mm-hmm. 
though he the, so the video doesn't show the punch it just shows that guy i guess let me see it that guy okay i mean what's that I guy think's it. gonna happen but well luckily he didn't get punched back oh he's lucky michael bisbee didn't just tear him a new asshole yeah he would have destroyed him yeah that has to be good for i mean he's so lucky lucky bisbee didn't tee off on him of course do it to joe Schilling. let me how's it go for you yeah just don't do that to people you shouldn't do that to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Let alone world champion fighters. Mm -hmm. All right. So Sugar Sean O'Malley was supposed to fight Luis Smoka, but Smoka is now out because of a, it says here undisclosed, undisclosed injury, but it was actually an infection that he talked about. Staff or what? Uh, so he just says infection. That'd been a good fight. But most likely it's staff, right? Yeah. So O'Malley has a new, new person, which we talked about already, that Motino guy. Mm -hmm. So I'll show you right now. This is Motino's record. He's nine and four. Not too bad. And then he was, his, I guess it was his dream to be in the UFC. So now he's in the UFC and he fights Sugar Sean O'Malley. So he'll get Sugar Sean, then give him one more day on short notice, but he's in the UFC. Yeah. Tough way to come to the UFC. Yeah. Could be tougher. You'd be my boy, Pat Cummings, who his first fight was against DC. <laughs> I know. But that's one way to get in the UFC. Mm -hmm. That's a very tough fight for that kid. Best of luck to both. So another one of T Tyson's guys, Rob Font, I guess he popped for something but then usada eventually overturned it because it's something that's like in sun uh, sunscreen and lotion and hair products and i guess every single fighter from that may card that he was on yeah they all tested positive for this thing but they only went after rob font yeah for some reason i think because rob font something to do with um rob font came forward about something interesting yeah and then they were able to, to test everyone yeah mm -hmm. it's overturned so nothing happens well that's good yeah four cpa is a thing uh, this is interesting. Ooh, too. I love this fight. Yep. Alexander Gustafson versus Paul Craig, September 4th. Paul Craig is a bad mamma jamma, dude. Yeah. So Alex has like three losses in a row, and then Paul has like three wins in a row. Yeah, it's a tough gig yeah. for Gustafson. Mm -hmm. Here's a little update on George St. Pierre. I guess he has, within two years, his, he doesn't, something to do with the contract with UFC, within two years, it's done. I don't know how that works because I thought you have to fight it out, fight it out or whatever. But I guess he, it's done when after two more years. Hmm. So after two more years, he's actually considering going to do the exhibition route, and just he said for charity as well. But like yeah. boxing or something. Yeah. I want your old ass biz being box. I guess. What's he gonna do, <laughs> Oscar Del? You know what Oscar Del Hoy is gonna look like in two years? That's even better than yeah. He runs hard in the pain yeah. of life. So that's a potential thing that's gonna happen. That's cool. Cool. Something for him to do. All right. I don't know how you feel about this, but Rashad Evans is saying he's gonna return. And not like full-time fighter. He just had a few more fights. He, he has like that, the drive to do it again. And then he's also talking about the potential Logan Paul match, if he can get it. Hmm. How do you feel about that? I mean, good for Rashad. You know, he'd make a good amount of money fighting Logan Paul. Mm -hmm. I, I think the Paul, Logan Paul wants uh, Connor. That's what he wants. Yeah. The Rashad thing would be kind of tough, I think. Yeah, I think that's a tough sell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if that, I mean, if that's what Rashad wants to do, but man. Yeah. And he's been doing like a lot of, uh, I think, microdosing. Uh -huh. So he's like, he's getting more into his, you know, who he is, spirituality. So if he Isn't wants he to like come vegan back. vegan now too and has like dreadlocks? <laughs> yes. I think both are true. Yeah. Hell yeah. Another person's returning, and I don't think you're going to like this, but Nate Marquardt mm. for Titan FC, and he's going to fight August 6th. Lex and, McMahon, how dare you? Do you know uh, what his main reason is for? God. For coming? Yep. Has God, God whispered to him, let me see you fuck somebody out. He said, it's 100% God. Honestly, I've been sent here to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he's the only way to be saved in our nation's desperate need right now to turn back to the Lord. We've got this message God has for me, and I'm really excited to fight again. God, what about the other guy? The other guy's like, what? Yeah. I told you to fight me? What did I do? <laughs> no opponent named yet. But By the way, did you see him in denver when you're there or is he even from denver i've so? seen he's from denver i started with nate his gym was the first gym i walked in mm -hmm. uh denver legend <sighs> got a little dicey he moved to thailand for a while um he got su he's always i think he grew up religious but got super super religious after a few losses mm. i mean but when you got your belt was he no i didn't area? see him uh, okay All i don't right. know if he runs with any of those same people anymore i wonder if it's because of the god stuff i don't know i don't know okay Hopefully he's okay yeah so jake paul posted this so there's a ufc fighter named sarah alpar and then she started a gofundme because 
a lot of her fights didn't pan out like you know they got canceled and stuff like that so bills are coming up and she's also like a stepmother of, of a you know i don't know daughter or son and so she set up this gofundme account and then jake paul donated to her gofundme and made this like a big you know sort of viral thing he said shaking my head imagine a rookie in the nba had to start a gofundme to play jesus christ mm-hmm. So it's my honor and privilege to help fellow fighters any way I can. I will say, you know, the thing about Jake Paul, he, he is fighting for fighters' rights as far as Yes, he goes. is. Very loud about it, too. Um, all right, so. She set the goal of 30K. She hoped to achieve, I'm spare, 5,000 donation from Paul and 25 more from Lisa Ferguson, which Triller later claimed was some money put forth on it. So Triller also helped. 25 grand, which is weird because Jake and Triller not together, right? No, but I don't think Triller's just doing it to. They want the uh, attention for sure. Who gives a fuck with it? I mean, twenty five k donations, which is great. great, yeah. And then now she's at like thirty five. That's great. Three hundred two. It is such a shame. I mean, such a shame. Yeah, it's a tough sport, man. Like when your fights get canceled too, I can't imagine all the stuff that you're putting into it, and then it gets canceled. Mm-hmm. All the money you put into it too. And the UFC just suck. yeah. I mean, you can't call. Who do you call? Yeah. Jake Paul. But we just put up with it. Your girl, Tatiana Suarez, yes. is finally coming back. UFC 266 against Roxanne Modafferi, which is... Get some Modafferi. Modafferi is about to be fucking thrown around that octagon. Yeah. She's so cool, too. Suarez is such a badass. You Have you been in here when she was in here, Chin? She's uh, a monster. Yeah, for a food truck, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. She's so good. Yeah. And Roxanne's awesome, too, but I this is going to be very tough for her. Yes. Jason Knight, a Hick Diaz signs with PFL. You know, he was in bare knuckle for a while. Yeah, doing mm-hmm. work there too. Yeah. So his fight for PFL is going to be August 27th. That'd be cool. Pretty cool. Uh, this is interesting. Emil Mick, Meek or Mech, uh, he finally. Oh, first team all body. Yeah, first team all body. He finally got cut from the UFC. He had three losses in a row. Yeah. Happens. It happens. Still one of my faves. Yeah, bodied up. And this was making news recently. John Dodson had a pretty bad car accident with his family in the car, too. Yikes. Everyone's fine. No one's seriously injured. But I'll show you the damage here. So I guess it was like a dark road, and there was a car stalled. No lights, no hazards, nothing. So he just ran into it somehow and flipped. Fuck. And yeah. all the kids, everybody's safe? Everybody, no one's seriously injured, so I'm sure they're kind of hurt. But Is it a Volkswagen? Looks like a SUV. Oh, it's a, it looks like a Range Rover. Really? I think he faked the car. Uh, Infinity. Infinity. So, yeah, Infinity for the design. Hell, yeah. Jesus Christ, that's scary. There it is. And he has little ones? Yeah. Damn, that's scary. Thank God he's okay. Mm-hmm. And he had to go find me, too, and it's... Doing pretty well as well. Good for him. Yep. All right. Oh, this I thought was very inspiring. I like this kid. Yeah, he's so cool. And if people don't remember, this is the kid that was uh, on mushrooms and other drugs and just like losing it. Cops had to hold him down. Not too long ago. Two years ago. He goes, five years Five years ago, I overdosed and died twice. Two years ago, I made it to the UFC Contender Series and lost. But three weeks ago, I made my debut. Set a record. Don't let mistakes and losses define you. Every day is a new chance to be better than you were. Let me play this real quick. To tell him that recovery is a daily battle. So I try to give God my time every day, pray every morning, every night, because I know I can be just right back, man. And I don't want to get caught in the hype. So I'm just going to make sure I stay around my family. Stay around your family, man. You don't have to be cool for your friends or no one. And what matters the most is you got to love yourself and you got to trust in your family because that's what they want the best for you. Like I grew up thinking like my mom was just getting on my head and it was annoying like, but really, once I got over, I realized everything she said was right. Trust in your parents, you guys. Don't do the drugs, man. There you go. Trust me. Gary V's writing. He's like, okay, it's okay. There we got we got a new one to run with, fellas, and sell it. <laughs> yeah. Good for him, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How can you not root for that kid? Yeah. What a great Died story. Died twice. I wonder what he saw. Yeah. People say they see like a god figure sometimes. I don't know. Uh, here's something also. Not that's going to happen, but Ali Abdelaziz said he'll bet one million dollars that Kayla Harrison could submit submit Conor McGregor. And does Ali represent her? Apparently, uh, mm-hmm, of course. Interesting. But if he's willing to do it, I mean, 
A million to Connors. I mean, he's not going to do that. Though. I know. She is a motherfucking monster, though. I kind of feel like she could probably take some. We got to get her in the UFC. Mm-hmm. By we, I mean her management and the UFC need to find an agreement. I have nothing to do with it. All right. Okay, so this was kind of going around. Not this one. Not this one here. Conor McGregor. He posted a picture of him flexing. He's looking fucking shred yeah, city. Yeah. But apparently, people were saying that it was a staph, staph infection, right? So he is here. jacked. Definitely jacked. But that little spot right there. People were no diffs. They the people thought that was staff. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's a rough fucking mat burn. What's he say it is? Connor says it's from uh, vicious elbows that he's throwing it on the bag. It could be that. Yeah, jacked. He's definitely jacked. God damn, he looks good. <laughs> and this is a uh, Chell Sonnen's. You don't start my experience with a staff infection that progresses, and all of a sudden you're hospitalized. It's right off the bat. How do we realize that Connor has? the one that we're shrugging our shoulders, even if he has it, let's pretend that he has it. The mere fact that he was out, that he was training, taking his shirt off, taking pictures in the first place tells me at least my experience that with staff that he's got that the later one. He's got the one couple of days of antibiotics and you brush it off. I don't think it's staff in any facet. I think it's from uh, grappling on the mats or him constantly elbowing. If you elbow those heavy bags, you know, they're tough. Yeah. Not staff. He's not stupid. That's what he said. Can I please tell me you don't have staff? No, just vicious brain damaging elbows. <laughs> Did you hear about this Nonino Donaire stuff and Casemiro? I'll show you real quick. So these two were supposed to fight, Casemiro and Nonino Donaire. They're two Filipino fighter or boxers. But then shit got really weird because this guy's camp, Casemiro's camp, apparently said something about Donaire's wife. Mm. And I'll play the clip for you too. And this so when he talks about his wife, yeah. And so Donaire's on top, and this guy on the bottom, he's part of the camp of Casemiro, but he's not Casemiro. So I'll okay. play real quick. You're, you're a future Hall of Famer. You're a future Hall of Famer. No, no, no. Listen to me. I don't give a fuck about all that stuff. I know you're more. Listen, listen. Hey, no, no, no. You guys came and did you ever from my mouth talk shit about you guys listen hey hey no 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 that's my wife did you hear from me no you don't you guys what snack on what what snack on what what do you want me to snack on we've said these nuts and shut the up your people Angel Did he tell her to snack on his nuts? And all you Someone said snack on this dick or something. That's what he said. <laughs> so now, like that, this would have been a really good money fight for Casemiro, but now no need to dinner completely stopped. Back out? Happening. Yeah. Snack on this dick? dick Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Yeah, you can't bring wives into it, man. Yeah, and then they got into it even more. And they're so like, I'll snack on what? He's all these nuts <laughs> and hang up the phone. That would have been horrible. Also It would have been funny. Yeah, funny for us, bad for them. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so anyways, they were arguing more, and they're both Filipinos, so then they eventually just went start arguing Filipinos. Pretty interesting. Oh, hilarious. I don't know. This is just another thing that just popped up. But Joey Beltran said he had COVID two weeks before his BKFC title fight, and then he plans to retire at 2022. He's been fighting for a hot second. And he gets into crazy battles yeah, every time. Every time. It's yeah. a freaking onslaught. So good for him on retiring. Love Joey Beltran. Year. All right, man. Yeah. That's it, kids. UFC 264 this motherfucking Saturday. It's Conor McGregor Fight Week, kids. So get your wings, get your beer, get your whiskey. Tune in to the first ever Calabasas Fight Companion this freaking Saturday. We're only doing the main card. Starts at 7 p.m. Pacific. It will be on the Thick Boy YouTube channel. You can watch it live there with myself, Josh Thompson, Cody Garbrandt and Bradley Martin. It's going to be a grand old time. Tune on in. I cannot wait for this card. Let me know the bets you guys are making. Um, I'll have some ideas. I'll do my DraftKings read where I do my three-man parlay, and it's litty like a titty. Is that it, Chin? That's it. All right, kids. Again, this Saturday, 7 p.m., Thick Boy Channel, the first Calabas Fight Club. Tune in. few housekeeping uh, notes for you as far as stand-up goes. July 16th, that's next weekend, next Friday, Saturday, L.A., my first sets in L.A. will be at HaHa, ha, L.A., me and friends out there in right outside of Los Angeles, California, the HaHa, ha, Shop and Friends, July 16th and 17th, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, Tacoma, Washington is July 29th, 31st, Las Vegas got postponed. 
They have to reschedule the grand opening due to permits in Vegas. So that's fun. So Vegas, don't worry. I'm coming, but not August 12th. Uh, Rally, 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 North Carolina, August 19th through uh, 21st. And then just went on sale, La Jolla, California, the comedy store in San Diego down there in La Jolla, August 27th through August 29th. San Jose, California, San Jose Improv, September 9th through the 11th. Then the big boy pre-sale code is thick with three C's. September 24th through 25th is San Antonio, Texas, Bud Light Courtyard right outside the AT&T Arena there. Then Denver, Colorado, September 30th through October 2nd. Brea, California, October 7th through October 9th. Honolulu, Hawaii, October 29th through the 30th. There's a bunch of dates on there, but California next week, LA, Europe, Haha's July 16th through 17th. Tickets at thickboy.com or fatkz.com, wherever you get your tech tickets for my thick ass. All right. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Tune in to the first ever Calabas Fight Companion.